Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Honky Tonk Podcast. Uh, you're here with Jay Wolf and Tyler Lovell, Tyler T Dog Lovell. It has been a couple weeks, but real quick before we get into today's episode, uh, if you guys are not subscribed, make sure to do so uh, and turn on the notification bell so that you know when we post. Um, but yeah, happy to be back. Tyler, welcome back. Thank you. I just had to take a sip of my beer of the week, which we'll get to that obviously at the end of the uh, end of the show. Uh, Tyler, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Um, work, and it's kind of about it. I don't remember. I guess I've gone out a couple times on the weekends. Yeah. So the reason that we weren't able to record the last two weeks, so I was on a road trip where my wife and I we went from California all the way to Florida and then back. So kind of hard to record in that span of time but we're here um we're gonna get into some new albums tyler's gonna cover the new brian martin album and then i'm gonna go into the new ian munsick album that was by request from remington so shout out remy uh but yeah tyler you want to get into uh the country fixins with brian martin oh uh, yeah sure so he released poets and old souls um i think it was two weeks ago now and I really like this album, even though a lot of the songs on there are kind of slower, I think. Um, we Ride was the only one that I can remember that wasn't necessarily slow. But We Ride is actually the first song I ever heard by him. And I really liked that song when I heard it. So I started kind of following Brian Martin more and listening to more of his music. And then I seen that the album was coming out and that We Ride was on it. So. I decided to check out the rest of the album and the song that the album gets its name from poets and old souls itself with him. And I think it's with Frank Foster. Um, that was really good. I added that one to my playlist. Basically the minute I listened to it, it's kind of about what you, you go through in the recording industry, especially music, like how hard it actually is to make it. And a lot of the stuff you sacrifice along the way, I thought it was a very well done song. Um, other songs on here that I liked were uh, Things You Didn't Make Time For, song about like basically when you look back on your life at the end of it, like kind of regretting the stuff you didn't make time for and wishing you had and basically kind of telling everyone to like slow down and smell the flowers or however the saying goes. What else? He Knows the Struggle is a pretty good one. I like that. I didn't listen to the acoustic songs on here, which they were just the same, just the acoustic versions of Wolves Cry and We Ride. But um, Another Honky Tonk was pretty good. I did like that one. Um, all in all, I thought this was a pretty solid album. I'd give this one a 7 out of 10. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I haven't listened to it yet but from what you've told me about it i'm very intrigued uh by by this album but yeah so i'll go into ian munsick so uh one of our listeners and friends uh remy he requested that we review white buffalo and i'm happy to oblige because i like ian munsick uh, humble was one of my jams from last year uh so really intrigued to get to listen to him he's kind of got a unique style of uh, country music uh, it's like cowboy plains country like wyoming type feel um and while i wasn't quite in that area like going through new mexico kind of reminded me a little bit of wyoming i've been to both states 
kind of had that vibe this past week or so. So um, was excited to get into music by it. Uh, so a few highlights for me from this album are the opening track from A Horse's Mouth. Uh, I thought that song was gritty. It was tough. Uh, it feels like one of those Wild West showdown songs almost in a way, like like something that you would play like in like a Western movie where it's like, oh, you're not going to mess with this person. Um, it conveys like a stubborn, under undying spirit of the cowboy, which I thought uh, obviously aids in what Ian Munsick is going for on this album, I believe. And my favorite line from the song was, I drink my water from the stream coming down the hill. Uh, just because I, there's several aspects of that of that line that really stood out to me. One, the cowboy is someone that honors nature, respects nature, uh, is kind of like in the wilderness, and like to drink your water from the stream is kind of to be like a part of like the the wilderness in a way, or be part of like that earth. Um, at the same time, it's kind of tough too because like he doesn't need to drink all this processed water all this purified water and ah, he's gonna drink his water from the stream and i think in the song you see uh ian's loyalty and love for his home where he came from um and that really is something that resonates obviously with me being someone that's very prideful of uh the town that i came from so i respect that in that song another one that was a highlight there's quite a few highlights for me on this album. I really like this album. Uh, Neon Brightside. Uh, I thought that this was uh, a really nice song. Um, I like the line, you can turn a reason to cry into a reason to drink. Because um, there's like this upbeatness to the song. Um, but the whole like song is him going through like this heartbreak and stuff like that. Um, where he's going to the bar. Um He's telling himself like he's going to put the happy in this happy hour. The beer's tasting good because his friends are buying him rounds because he's going through a hard time. And I think like the upbeatness of the song, like this upbeat nature in the song, uh, really conveys Ian trying to mask the sadness of the heartbreak where we like tell ourselves it's going to be okay. We tell ourselves um, we're fine when really we're like hurting, but we're just going to kind of fake it till we make it. Um, so I really enjoyed that song. I thought that that kind of almost gave me like nineties, early two thousands country vibes. Like I could, I could see this being like a, like a Brooks and Dunn type song. It kind of reminds me, obviously there's neon moon. Um, so word association there. And then another highlight, um, some of the more deeper highlights, um, little man, uh, where he's talking about his son, like in one six, a relatively new dad, um, I believe that this song, from reading about it, it was all written by people, by guys that were um, either new or expectant fathers, all these like boy dads, and just just kind of being like in awe of like the innocence of their kid. Um, and there's the line where it says, "You can make you got a way of making big world worries feel so little, man." So like the all, he's calling his son little man throughout the song, and then it kind of switches. A little bit there so i don't know i just think i really like getting that more personal side of ian's music where you can see him as a dad um as a growing dad too because i'm sure like you go 10 years from now when he's writing about his son a little bit older like the song's going to change a little bit um so i like like kind of like this stage of his life that you get to capture in this song uh the next one is more than me 
I thought that that was a really beautiful song. That was one of my favorites, if not my favorite song from the album. Um, just talking about the whole concept is uh, he's at a wedding. It starts with him at a wedding and the guy is like talking about how he knows that the marriage is going to last because his wife loves Jesus more than him, loves God more than uh, she loves her husband, which I think is uh, like as a Christian, like I think that that's such a beautiful concept. And I really uh, appreciate Ian singing and writing a song about that. I, that, that one kind of brought me to tears a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I really like that song. Good job, Ian. And then of course the single with Cody Johnson, long live cowgirls. What a nice, like, tip of the hat to the tough women of the West and like all that kind of stuff. I really just love this song. It's like, just sounds like a saddle set up your horses. Like let's mosey on. Like it, to me, it just captures like that Western feel. Um, and it's definitely a song that I'm going to be listening to quite a bit throughout the rest of the year. Uh, some low, there was some low lights for me personally. Um, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of horse, of horses and weed and Indian paintbrush, I believe the two last songs on the album. Um, maybe that was just after like listening to it, I kind of got to uh, by the end of the album. Maybe I was a little burnt out. Um, I would like to give those songs a little bit more of a chance, but um, I think you and I were both kind of talking about how Indian paintbrush started off good, we thought, and then it kind of lost us uh, as it went on. Yeah, and of course. I... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you can finish what you were saying first, because then I'll just give my thoughts on it. Yeah, I was going to say horses and weed. Um, it was fine. Um, I, I mean, I think like the line there was like horses and weed. That's all I need. It's like, yeah, like it's it rhymes. I, for compared to like some of the other writing on this album, um, it kind of left me wanting a little bit more because there's quite a few times on this album where I feel like Ian is super clever with his lyrics, whether he like means to or not, whether I'm just reading into certain lyrics because like there's. Um, like even going back to like from the horse's mouth, he talks about how like, like there's bull crap like everywhere and stuff like all around or something like that. And it's like in the sense of like, like there's like fake people and like BS all around, but also in the sense of like, we're talking about planes, like country, you know, like there's a lot of bulls roaming around. There's a lot of literal like feces on the ground. Well, so whether or not that's actually a meaning or not, or that's just me reading into it, but. So, yeah, if if I'm reading too much into this, sorry, Ian, but yeah, to me, I just want a little bit something more, and but very low grievance, I think. Uh, but yeah, what were you gonna say, Tyler? Um, so my thoughts on the album, uh, listening. This is the first time I've heard any of Ian Munsick's music, and um, I think the album was good all around but there was never anything on the album that necessarily struck me as great besides blaze and i did like that song but i listened to aside from blaze and i listened i think to the start of from the horse's mouth um as well as i listened to indian paint rushes that one started off good and then i just kind of just lost interest in it about halfway through and moved on i think to blazing from that song and i and i did like blazing um the well, I think the first song I heard on it was White Buffalo. That one I wasn't really didn't really get into. Um, I will say his music kind of more so reminds me of like something I would hear on like Yellowstone or something. I don't know if you noticed that or not or would agree. 
Yeah, that, that's an interesting comparison considering, like, aren't like obviously he's I believe from Wyoming and isn't Yellowstone based in Wyoming essentially? Uh, Montana. Montana. Okay. See. Oh, they're like I, right next to each other. Yeah, so it's like kind of similar vibes, honestly. Um, I disagree a little bit with White Buffalo. I get what you're saying. I did like the part where he's like, ah, I'm trying to think of like how to do it. I don't want to like actually sing it in the mic because it's going to sound really bad, but he's like the ooh or whatever when he's going like really high. Like I kind of like like that vibe because it kind of almost, I don't know how to describe it, but like Native American type vibes in a, in a sense. But yeah, I kind of understand what you're saying. Um, I, I thought compared to some of the other songs, White Buffalo was one of the weaker ones, but yeah. Yeah, the album itself, the whole sound of his music is kind of like this. To me, it's like westward. It's not wild west like cowboy or well, not like that. Like I guess like not wild west like cowboy desert town type beat like you would hear with like the like ghost riders in the sky type beat and stuff like that where you have more of like a guitar vibe to it it seemed more like um music you would associate with like the plains Mm -hmm. maybe like base of the rocky mountains forest by a river like the colorado river or something is more so what i got i think that's why it makes me think of yellowstone is because a lot of the music on there has the same sound to it so all yeah. in all, I think I would give this album like a six out of ten. Okay, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying about the plain, which I I really appreciate that he's bringing this to the table because I don't think we get a lot of that in country music. We we get the southern, we get the California like Bakersfield, we get Texas and stuff like that. So I I appreciate like this part of the country being represented um, in his music. I I agree. I, one of my notes on it was it sounds like plains slash cowboy country. Um, and like I said earlier, driving through New Mexico, like I feel like this album embodies what I was seeing. I get that they're not quite the same region, but it feels almost kind of similar. Um, and uh, something I thought while listening to the album is that it does a good job of like marrying Native American culture with cowboy culture, um, which in reading about the album later on, like I believe Ian was talking about how they're basically like they're very similar like cowboy culture culture borrows a lot from native american culture and stuff like that which makes sense and it's a vibe that i got and it's like a message that i got throughout the album is that these like there's a shared identity um with these two cultures and i thought that that was a he did a good job of showing a balance of that i have this as an eight so i was pretty high on this album and i'm excited to see what ian does next i didn't listen to a ton of his last album coyote cry um but from what i have heard from him i um i believe that he's grow continuing to grow as an artist i'm really excited about uh what we see next from him but yeah with that so that is our country fixings if there's any other new music that you guys want us to react to next week uh let us know in the comments dm us on instagram at tf tft honky talk um we are gonna get into another top five it's been a little bit since we've done this and since we like to do a beer of the week we figured why not do top five songs about drinking beer so tyler you want to get into your list uh sure so i didn't um put mine in any particular order 
mainly, and before I get into the list, this was not exactly the easiest of lists to make because uh, there's a lot of country songs about drinking beer, and there's a lot of really good country songs about drinking beer. So I kind of tried to do like the ones where like if I was going to a bonfire or a party or the bar would like get me in the mood to like have a few beers. So mm-hmm. um, starting off my list at number one, or I guess the first song on the list, I put uh, Beer Drinking Weather by Kanan Smith. Second on the list, I had Here to Drink by Hayden Kaufman, which is one I found relatively recently. And I think that one's really well done. Um, number three, I had uh, Beer in Mexico by Kenny Chesney. Kind of a, that one's been out for a, or around for a while. Um, number four was Cold Beer Calling My Name by Jameson Rogers with um, Luke Combs on it. And then at number five, I had Beers Ago by uh, Toby Keith. Nice. We actually, I don't, we didn't repeat any songs. I was wondering if we would or not. I figured there was enough songs out there where we probably want to end up yeah. repeating songs. This was a hard list. I, I I agree with you. Do you want to talk about your list a little more, or do you want me to get into mine? No, that's about it. That, basically, these are all just songs I would listen to if I was going to the bar and trying to get hyped up. So, yeah, that's a good vibe. Um, yeah, I'm gonna before I get into my list, I'm gonna do some honorable mentions. So I'm gonna give away songs that aren't on my list. Um, People are crazy. Billy Currington. So I have another Billy Currington song on my list. A uh, little spoiler. So I don't want to repeat artists if i'm making a list like this um just to be just to get more exposure to others um so people are crazy really good song obviously classic country song not on my list honorable mention uh beer can and beer never broke my heart by luke combs surprisingly neither one made my list i really wanted to throw luke combs on there i have his beer never broke my heart t-shirt so i like to wear that when i go to the bar or something like that i wore it quite a few times when we would do trivia and stuff like that um didn't make my list um so honorable mentions great songs i respect it if they're in anyone else's personal top five uh they didn't make mine so my top five about songs about drinking beer so each song i picked i wanted to deal with like a different theme of drinking beer so that also kind of influenced my list so they're not necessarily the top five best songs but maybe the top five best for this theme that i'm going for for each song uh, so the first one uh, is Pretty Good at Drinking Beer, beer by Billy Currington. So there's the Billy Currington song. And this is a um, not a heavy song. It's very like fun. It's relaxed. It's talking about how like I might not be good at other things in life, but he's pretty good at drinking beer. And it's like, for me, like this is a good like warm-up song if like you're just like looking to like relax sit back and have a cold one like this is a good song to just kind of sit there and listen to so this is representing more of like the lightheartedness of drinking beer and like the funness of drinking beer um the next song is drink a beer by luke bryan and obviously this is he's going through the loss of his friend so he just he sits on a pier he, he's sitting there with a beer. He's just drinking a beer. He's like really mourning his friend in this. So what I wanted to capture with this song is the essence of uh, beer is like when we're mourning and we're like trying to like remember someone like, like uh, it's like something 
that him and his friend would have done is like sit on the pier and like drink a beer. Um, so kind of like that morning aspect of drinking where it's like this like healing. Um, it's this remembrance of someone of a close one's life. So that is the next part. Uh, the next one, which Tyler's really going to hate that I did this um, is born with a beer in my hand by Morgan Wallen. Um, sorry, Tyler. <laughs> I don't know if I don't remember that song actually. Oh, good. Okay. It's from the new album. I it think, is. It right? is from the new album. Yeah. I don't remember it. Oh, good, 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 good. So again, so this aspect of drinking, like wrestling with struggling with addiction and alcoholism, as Morgan talks about on the song, um, really wrestling with it. Um, so we go from this fun, happy, like jovial, to this morning to now this. There's wrestling. Um, so kind of like building like a little arc here. Um, but yeah, we've talked about this obviously on the channel. One of my favorite songs from the album. I really appreciate, uh, kind of his vulnerability in the song. Um, talk about how hard it is to like go through, uh, sobriety and stuff, something like that and stuff like that. Um, the next song now is beer with Jesus by Thomas Rhett. I really like this song. Uh, Pat, pastor when i was working in s in san francisco would tell me he's like he's like i like that country song about having a beer with jesus i had never heard it so then i like just google searched beer with jesus and this song came up uh and it's been on my playlist ever since there's several aspects of this song that i like and reason why it made my list is one and this is why people people are crazy could have made my list too is there's this bonding over having a beverage um where Thomas Rhett in the song is talking about like having like this deep conversation with Jesus and like, just like taking it nice and slow and like, just really like having this like heart to heart, um, which I, that's something that I really like. Um, I like whenever like us as friends, we go to a place and it's like, we're not necessarily trying to get crazy, but we can sit there with like, maybe we, all we have is like one or two drinks, but we're just talking the night away. And we're just like having one of those nights where we're just, um reflecting on life and just pondering like deep philosophical things um so i like that and there's like the spiritualness of it where it's like uh he is with someone that like obviously like is like jesus being like god like um where there's all these things that thomas rat doesn't understand where he's got questions and he like there's like this diff difficulty in life and he's just asking him he's like like how do you how'd you do it how'd you manage to like turn the other cheek how did you manage to forgive people and kind of like that growing in life lessons that come with drinking a beer um and with that comes my number one drinking beer song and that is beer for my horses toby keith and willie nelson so i wanted to conclude with a triumphant celebratory drinking beer song and this is this one this song has been like one of my favorite country songs since i was like like i don't know like four years old or something like that whenever this song came out like i can remember listening to it on the car in my grandpa's car and just being like i really like this song um it's all about justice and victory and like triumph and celebratory like there's whiskey for the men there's beer for the horses so i get that people aren't actually drinking beer in this song it's the horses but still um everyone's included you know so I, I, to me, this is just like a huzzah type type song, you know. So that is, those are my five 
songs uh, about drinking beer. Nice. Before we get into the beer of the week, too, there was something I just remembered. Um, did you see that uh, Earl Dibbles Jr. slash Granger Smith is um, re- or stopping away from country music? I did not, no. He's uh, pursuing ministry now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So I figured you would be interested in that if you hadn't heard about it already. Uh, yeah, I hadn't. That's that's really cool. I think from what I heard, he's got like one or two services out now. I don't know if he has them on his YouTube channel or not. But <clears throat> anyways, moving on into the uh, beer of the week. Um, You want to start us off this week, Jonathan? I would love to. Sorry, I got a little distracted. So I went to, I thought you were going to tell me about the new music Friday country playlist on Spotify. And I was kind of just scrolling. So I was like, oh, there's some stuff that here that we could have talk, talked about. And then I see that Dax is on the list. And Dax, if you guys don't know him, he's a rapper. And I was like, what? So I'm a little interested to listen to that. Anyway, sorry, distracted. Beer of the week. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go international this week. We have a nice Baltic porter from let me try i'm gonna butcher this name i google search how to pronounce it so i believe it's zywik brewery it's a a polish beer from poland so steve if i butcher that let me know in the comments um but yeah it's from zywik um it's a dark and rich beer um it's really got a lot of good flavor in it i don't know i feel like whenever i have a baltic porter it just kind of in my head, I think of like the Baltic Sea, and then it just kind of reminds me of like I don't want to say salty, but it's like maybe like a little caramelly. Um, it's definitely really rich, and I like it. Um, it reminds me of the Baltic Porter from uh, Third Nature in Rockford. Oh yeah, I remember that one. I liked that one when they had it. I wish they'd bring it back or make a new version of it. Yeah, well. Probably closer to winter they will. It's usually the only time I see it there. We got this one at which it has four types of malt in it, so it's pretty good. Um, we got this one at Total Wine, which there's a Total Wine somewhere in Grand Rapids. If you wanna wanna check this one out, I highly recommend it. I really like it. Oh, I think I know where the Total Wine is, but I'm not 100% certain. I'll have to look it back up to make sure, but I'll have to give that a try at some point. Yeah, something I like to do when we go to Total Wine and I get to and I'm picking out beer is because they have like the um they have where you can pick out like a six pack, but it's the individualized ones. Um, so what I like, like to do the is build your own. Yeah, I like the build your own. Um, thank you. I was blanking on how to say that. Um, is I like to do like three domestic, like something that's somewhere in the U.S., and then three international. So, um, one of my favorite international beers that I've had, which hasn't been a beer of the week, so maybe I shouldn't talk about it. But there's like an Icelandic IPA that was really good, um, super piney, crisp. Brandon would definitely like it. Brandon likes IPAs. Yeah, but yeah. They were all out of the Mexican chocolate stout from Belgian Beaver, so I couldn't get that. But yeah, your beer of the week, Tyler? Um, My beer of the week, I don't think I've done this one before. If I have, I'm sorry, but it's going to be 
Shock Top. I'm trying to think of who makes Shock Top or Shock Top's just the brand, but I really actually I think Shock Top is just the brand. I don't remember what company or brewery owns them, but Shock Top is definitely one of my favorite, uh, more summery type beers, especially their because they have a few variants of it now. Like I think they have a Shock Top Summer Shandy and everything, but for this week, I'm just focusing on the OG Shock Top, which being from Michigan, uh, Michigan viewers are probably not going to like this next part, but I honestly think that Shock Top is far superior to Oberon, which Ooh. just came out for the year. <laughs> not the biggest Oberon fan, and if quite honestly, if I had to choose, it would be Shock Top hands down um, every time over Oberon. Although I have heard that there's um, like a peach Oberon this year, so maybe I'll try that. Wow, contentious. Well, yeah. M- Michigan viewers, let us know in the comments, and I'll put a poll up on our Instagram. What do you like better, Shock Top or Oberon? Let's let's get this debate going. Let us know. But yeah, so yeah. excited to see what you have to drink next week, Tyler. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. We'll be, we should be back next week. I don't see why we won't be able to record again next week. But yeah. yeah, I'm free next week. So awesome. So I guess we're back. Yeah, awesome. Yep. But yeah, check out. Um, we have some on the J Wolf channel. We have some more podcasts upcoming. So if you like this one, uh, you might like these other ones. So I'm doing a sports port podcast with uh, Eli and Steve. Uh, so shout out Steve and Eli. Um, if you guys look, there's a playlist for it right now called Speak Now. Uh, we have the first two episodes uploaded, but keep in mind the first two episodes are from 2018 and 2020, so they're old. Um, but we just recorded at least two more last week, so those should be up on the channel here in the next week or so. Um, and then got a couple more podcasts in the work that I will let you guys know about as they develop. And as always, Tales from the Honky Tonk will be here as well with Tyler and I. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. We will see you again next Sunday. Peace.